Good evening, wool gatherers, and welcome to episode 167 of Wanderings and Wool Gathering. On tonight's episode, we are hitting the Wayback Machine, and we are going way back in uh, more than one way. First of all, we're going to be picking our favorite theme songs from when we were kids, and those could be cartoons, they could be TV shows, whatever. It's up to us. We chose them. Theme songs from our childhood. And we're also going to be looking at two albums that came out a long time ago, Jane's Addictions, Nothing Shocking, and Soundgarden's uh, Down on the Upside. Uh, those were chosen for us by a cool account on Twitter, and we decided to do it because we didn't have any new records for this week. So we went with his recommendation, and um, I dug it because I, I like both of those records, and it was fun to dig into those again. And I am going to stump Mr. Mundy with a little Lester Bangs challenge this week. Going to read a, an old review from a long time ago and see if Mr. Mundy can figure out what album I'm talking about. Spoiler alert, he will. Um, thanks to our sponsor, the Kokomo Lantern. It is a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of illuminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our local community. Head over to kokomolantern.substack.com to sign up for all that tasty content. And joining me on the show, as usual, is Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind, his point in time, it's Metalhead Monday. Ta-da! Hey, hey. finally. <laughs> all right. Finally, we had a little uh, trouble before the show, that's why we got started <sighs> slightly late, but we're all good now. Um, we're technology is fun, kids. Technology is fun most of the time, and it will be fun for the next hour. Let's hope. Hey, nice hat, by the way. Thank you. Our good friends from Greece, Project Renegade. I think it is only going to be a very short period of time before we see them in the States. I, think I hope it's so. coming. I really hope so. I do too. I can't wait. We'll travel a little bit if we have to to see them. Um, they kind of hinted that it looked like maybe. Joining a big show, um, like a, a big weekend festival or something, maybe they're going to hit that. And yeah. uh, hopefully maybe even Chicago or something like that would be cool. It would be nice if it wasn't terribly far away. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go if we have to, but um, yeah, it would be nice to meet them in person. Great folks. Yes. Been on the show yes. a couple of times. And um, great music. Love them. Yes. Okay. So we have got a lot to cover this week with our, our challenge and um, our theme songs from a long time ago. We've got some from people who sent them in to share. And then we're going to hit two albums that uh, I love both albums. So I'm excited about that. Are you ready to be stumped, Mr. Mundy? I am. Good luck to you. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I almost I almost changed a word on this because uh, <laughs> I think it might slightly. Anyway, we're going to go with it anyway. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, maybe we should start giving you a time limit. Like you have ten seconds, and that's it. I mean, it. sure. You get your little uh, boggle timer and flip it. And yes. <laughs> or I'll just make up something in my head just so we can get you. All right, here we go. This is a review from Rolling Stone with all of the pertinent information removed. Here we go. While the accidental death of the new or of the lead singer was undoubtedly a big blow to this band, his untimely demise seems to have lit a roaring fire under this band. This album is not only the best of their six albums, it's the apex of heavy metal art. The first LP since Led Zeppelin II that captures all the blood, sweat, and arrogance of the genre. In other words, 
This record kicks like a mother. What album is this? Okay, well, the like a mother is throwing me a little bit. I, I mean, my first instinct is to go with ACDC's Back in Black. But Son of a Biscuit, you get on the first guess. <laughs> I mean, like in 1980, were they saying like a mother? Yes, this is actually, you know, sometimes you get uh, reviews that come later for Passover. This was actually from then. So this wow. is an old Rolling Stone one. And I can't go to Rolling Stone much more. I got to start paying because it told me I was running out of views. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. It immediately back in black mm. came to mind because that, that album is, I mean, it's one of the biggest selling albums in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's their first album with Brian Johnson after Bon Scott died. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't necessarily know that it was their sixth album, but I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it makes sense. They I was hoping do... that would throw you off because I had no clue that that was, yeah. I didn't think that they had that many albums. So I was hoping that would have thrown you. Yeah. But I mean, the rest of it, like, yeah, that's just the first thing that comes to mind. So yeah. he did it, folks. He did it again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, I mean, they're, they're in your wheelhouse. So that is helpful. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, doggone it. Next week, it's going to be Edith Piaf. <laughs> Will Stongberg. Getting you. I would definitely never get that. <laughs> oh, so, that wouldn't be fair, folks. Feel free. Feel free. <laughs> Right. So, um, well, this week's challenge is yours. So I'm going to let you take it over. So, um, yeah, I actually got to issue this on the last episode, which we don't always get to do. We're doing but, it again tonight. Awesome. Good. Not now. So, uh, something got me in a nostalgic mood and I, you know, I had a, I think what happened was I had a theme song from a TV show from when I was a kid, just stuck in my head, just randomly. Like, I don't even know where it came from. And, um, so that just got me thinking, you know, like what, what are our favorite TV theme songs from our childhood cartoon sitcom, you know, hour long drama, whatever you watched when you were younger, I, I was aiming for probably like 12 or 13 and, and younger, but you know, whatever I, someone that participated totally cheated one of their answers because it did not come from his childhood, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. And it, this was, it was so hard to narrow it down to like five and, yep. I, I've got like a thousand honorable mentions. <laughs> I tried to keep it to five or so honorable mentions and I could have gone on and on. There were so many yeah. beauties back then, but I tried oh, to yeah. keep it to basically seventies, maybe creeping into early eighties for me at the most. Yeah. So, all right. So let's go to our next slide, which we have. These were some that were sent in by some of our viewers. Yeah. And so I know uh, my daughter picked Cheers, which obviously she was not alive when Cheers was on, yeah. but she went back and loved that show and watched yeah. the entire thing. Absolute classic. Is uh, Taxi, mm -hmm. another great one from our, yep. our childhood. Barney Miller. Again, I'm surprised of that one from Paul because that kind of came before Paul. Uh, yeah, yeah very, slightly. I mean, 
I, I remember that my, I mean, I remember my dad watching that when mm-hmm. I was a kid, like that wasn't a show that I loved, but I definitely remember my dad watching that. So yeah. probably same for him. And it's a great theme song. It is both of the, all so far, so far, all three of those have been great. And the next one yeah. is too greatest yes. American hero. Yeah. That was a uh, superhero comics on TV back when there weren't a lot of those. Yeah. I actually, within the last couple of years, I went, I watched the pilot of that. I didn't continue on with the show, but I just, I couldn't remember exactly what, I mean, I know the story, but I couldn't, you know, remember details. So I just went back and watched the pilot. <laughs> it's such a silly show. It is, but it was great. I loved it back then. Yeah. You know, learning the uh, one, two, three and jump and all that kind of stuff. Yep. You know? Yeah. That was cool. Um, Underdog. Great. Which is a great theme song. And that was yep. a, a friend of mine, actually. I didn't know he liked that song. And uh, the last one that I had on my post was Rugrats. Okay. And I That's think the... you have more. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, one of my friends, uh, I asked, I actually asked if they had any uh, theme songs. And he, he said that this is not a theme song that he loves, but he watched an episode of Punky Brewster with his daughter, his young daughter. And Mm -hmm. he was like that theme song. He's like, it's not great, but it immediately just like the nostalgia washed (laughs) over him. And he was like, I was immediately sitting on the floor playing with toys, you know, while that's on the TV. And he's like, it was pretty great. So that was kind of cool. Punky Brewster. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, our good friend Sean Hilton, the proprietor of our local comic shop, Comics Cubed, um, he said his cheat. This is going from five to one, so his cheat is his number five uh, is Firefly. That is definitely not from his childhood. <laughs> no, and it's a great theme song, but yeah, yes. it's not from his childhood. Yes, but the rest. So his number four was WKRP, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. It's a great theme song. That's another one that like I didn't really watch that show, but I definitely remember it being on in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheers is on his list. The A Team. Mm-hmm. Great. It's one of my uh, great. honorable mentions. Yep. Yep. Uh, mine too. Yeah. And his absolute favorite theme, which I know he loves this show, is uh, Johnny Quest. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, those are all awesome. Um, and, and I share a couple of those, I think. Yeah. I have one more <laughs> entry. Uh, I I was actually talking to my wife, Lacey, earlier, and she sent a list. She's got uh, eight, I think, on here. But mm-hmm. uh, this is in no particular order for her. But uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know she used to watch that and she, her dad like loved that show. That's good. Um, Knight Rider, uh, Laverne and Shirley, which easily could have made my list. Yep. Um, the facts of life. A great one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a break, which is a good one. I mm-hmm. I watched the crap out of that show. Like I I don't remember a ton of it, but man, did I watch me some Nell Carter. <laughs> um, uh, Muppet Babies, which is, I mean, immediately you hear that in your head. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, she is a huge fan of the cartoon Gem. Gem and the Holograms. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> she loves she loves that theme song. And it, it's a pretty good one. It's the show's pretty good. So we were we actually a few years ago we watched quite a bit of it. It's fun to go back and watch that. I, I love that the uh, the bad girl band and that their competition is uh <laughs> called the misfits <laughs> nice yeah are they as hardcore as the river bottom uh nightmare band not quite Dang not it. quite no they're Who mean is? But, uh, they're mean but i don't know <laughs> if they're that mean <laughs> all right well now it comes time for us we have to share our choices from five to one yeah are you ready I am ready. I'll go first because this was your challenge and you're going to round us out. Okay. Okay. Mine kind of encompasses a lot of these type of shows, but uh, yep. Battle of the Planets. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's got, it's the total 70s, late 60s feel, especially from those Japanese sure. imports with lots of yep. horns. Um, very triumphant. And um, kind of remind, like among those, you got like, you know, Johnny Sacco and his, uh, and his robot and, yep. um, Ultraman and, and other shows like that. So this one I loved. And then later when I got back to actually watch Gotchamon, which is the Japanese version, mm -hmm. it's the same theme song, but then they had these Japanese lyrics that are amazing. I have no idea what they're saying except for <laughs> Gotchamon, but it, it just takes it to a new level. It is so good. So yeah. That really is like one to kind of encompass all of those that we loved in the 70s. That was, uh, I loved that show when I was a kid too, of course. And I came to Gatchaman later. Um, I actually have a, like a DVD box set. It's got some really cool Alex Ross cover art on it. Yep, I got those. But uh, but the character designs for the team, I always loved the mm -hmm. look of them um, with the the bird theme of course and the the visors on the helmet look like the beaks and everything but yeah it is a great theme song too Very and it cool. will be made into a live action movie not Here's the japanese something. one that was kind of wonky but uh, the russo yeah. brothers are currently developing it and um if they put seven zark seven in there i'm going to beat them because the original gotchamon did not have it okay they added that stupid robot because of r2d2 Oh, that's funny. Because Gary Frank bought it and then put yeah. it on American TV in 77 and thought, oh, it's space. We must have a robot. So they added this right. dorky robot. So hopefully they don't funny. use that. We'll see. We will. All right. What you got for number five? Well, as you can see on the screen there, Three's Company. And I mean, I, uh, I it's one of those things where I was probably too young for that show, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff like this that I watched when I was a kid where, I mean, a ton of the innuendo just like went over my head. Mm -hmm. And, but then you know, like, I've obviously through the rest of my life, I've gone back and watched it. And <laughs> it's just a great show. I, it made me fall in love with John Ritter. He was an amazing mm -hmm. physical comp comedian and just such a great actor. And the, you know, the, the girls are too, um, Joyce DeWitt and Suzanne Summers, who we just lost recently. Um, and, uh, I totally, one of these days I'm going to get a Regal Beagle t-shirt. Yeah. So. <laughs> you and Larry can hang out. <laughs> yep. 
but uh, I mean, what a great theme song. Come on. And it's got lyrics and everything. And it, it is it, it is so early 80s, almost 70s sounding. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just screams early 80s. But what a great, great song. Here's the question for you, Mr. Roper or Mr. Furley. I like both. Uh you know, I mean, if you're going to lose the Ropers, who are amazing, mm-hmm. and, you know, who better to replace them with than Don Knotts? Yep. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like both. And now, of course, like, there's the phenomenon of Mrs. Roper Day, which my wife actually participated the in. Yeah. <laughs> she actually participated yep. in that. They did a day at their at her job, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's too fun. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the few times where you replace a character with another character and it worked. Yeah. It and was it was great. as good because Don Knotts was amazing. Yeah. All right. Good choice. And Marianne was not allowed to watch that growing up. Oh. Because okay. it was filthy. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, of mean... the, the whole scenario that was going on, you know? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she said I could share that on the show. All right, my number four has already been mentioned tonight, but it is Underdog. What a great theme song, a great show. Simon Bar Sinister, are you kidding me? What a villain. Uh, I just love this one. It's uh, so good, and it takes you back because, you know, I I think so much of what we're talking about right now has the nostalgic feel because we didn't have the, the immense you know, number of shows that you can watch now, the streaming services, you had a very limited number of things you could watch during the day and they were important. You know, when it came on and I was going to be in front of that TV and I was going to be watching and I didn't have a phone and I wasn't going to be distracted. And um, it was so good. And Mm -hmm. this is one of the ones I loved. Yeah. I mean, I watched the crap out of all of this stuff The you know, this one and uh, Tennessee tuxedo, Mm. uh, the 3d BB. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Uh, Bullwinkle and Rocky. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, all of that block of stuff was all great. Yep. And they all had good theme songs, really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Underdog is uh, that's a very much a sing along. It really song. is. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're up. You're number four. Masters of the Universe. Yep. Man. Um. Yeah, it's just a great song. It really doesn't have any lyrics other than the He Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you have like the it's the intro where you have the the story set up. So it's like, you know, I'm Prince Adam. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And but the the music underneath it is so good. It's just like the it's like the the trumpet fanfare, and it it's just great. It's. This, I think, is the one that I had stuck in my head that inspired this challenge. So yeah. for some reason, I was thinking of this show and just like the theme song. I was humming it all day and mm-hmm. hearing it all day in my head. And I was like, hmm. I liked a lot of theme songs when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember I, I have distinct memories. When I was a freshman, I had a terrible throat like mouth infection where I couldn't eat anything. And I just had, the only thing I was like putting in my mouth was like a numbing thing. So I was at home for about a week and a half, but every day 
I had Thundercats and Masters of the Universe. And nice. I remember it was just, that was golden time in yeah. the evening. So good stuff. All right. Number three. <laughs> I had to go with the 60s Spider-Man show. That is a classic song. Everybody in the world knows this song. Yep. And for me, this was really special because in fifth grade, I was the captain of the patrol. Back then, we actually walked to school. The entire There was no busing yep. at Washington Elementary School, so we all walked, and I was a patrolman. And in the midday, you would send the kindergartners home, and then the other kindergartners would come a little bit later. So I would go mm -hmm. out, do my patrol towards my house, and uh, take the first kindergarten group home. Then I would go to my house, and I would eat lunch and watch Spider-Man. And then I would go back, and then the other kindergartners would come, and nice. I'd go back to school. It was the perfect timing. It was amazing. And uh, what a great – I mean, I'm sure if I went back and watched it completely now, it would only ring true with nostalgia, not brilliance. So Yeah. <laughs> but great song. Yeah, those Marvel shows from that time period, it was awesome that they existed. And, I mean, that I'm sure that pulled kids into comics, you know, <clears throat> somewhat. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, of course, you 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 can't hear that song and not sing along with it. I mean, you know, doing whatever a spider can. So, <laughs> yep, classic. Right. So my classic in the third position here got to be Thundercats, mm -hmm. and this is another one that. Uh, Man, I don't know. It, it is just, the opening credit sequence for Thundercats is a thing of beauty. I mean, the animation is so good in that opening sequence that the show almost lets you down a little bit. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it is so beautiful and crisp and clear. And then the show is just kind of the you know, mm -hmm. basic animation of that era. I think it's a little better than that, but mm -hmm. there's a definite difference. But man, that music is just, and the, you know, feel the magic, hear the roar. Mm -hmm. Thundercats are loose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, that was, that was great. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. What was the theme song for the, that one they did a few years ago? The 2011 one? Yeah. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I have no That's idea. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I wish that show would have continued. I know mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. And you got Will Friedel as Lino. Are you kidding me? Yep. Batman, Batman Beyond as Lino. Mm -hmm. Come on. So yeah, this is yeah. begging for a live action adaptation. I it's been in like development hell forever. I know. <laughs> but and, and they need to not just squeeze it out. They need to actually yeah. and it would be good if like a Netflix or an Amazon or something like that would pick it up so that you get the real you know, yeah. treatment and I, I don't know who knows what will happen, but it was such a great concept. I love the whole thing. So good choice. Yeah. Love it. All right. For me, it's the eighties, the <laughs> love boat. Yeah. And I, I'm going to tell you on Friday nights, it was great. Got to stay up and watch Dallas, which is another great theme song. And then on Saturdays, you had the love boat and you had fantasy Island. And I always got to stay up and watch those. Uh, which was cool because a lot of nights you had to go to bed early. Remember, you know, Monday night football had to go to bed early. Couldn't watch the second half kind of thing. But 
on Friday and Saturday nights got to stay up and, and watch all those shows. And this was part of that whole thing. Yeah. And it, I always loved the, the love boat because they always had actors that I liked mm-hmm. would make guest appearances every week. And right. so it was a cool show. And Meryl Steubing, he's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Great song. Steubing. And uh, what was it? The Isaac, oh, Isaac, Isaac, yeah. Isaac Washington. He was pulling all the ladies. Isaac's the best. <laughs> um, and the, the, the doc, he was mm-hmm. great. But yeah, oh man, I watched the crap out of some Love Boat. I know. <laughs> yeah, and yep, great theme song. No and it one. always seemed like they'd have, like once a season, they'd have Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders on there. <laughs> For no good reason, just to have them on there. Well, yeah. I know, I know. There's a reason <laughs> for uh, for a young man. That's probably a highlight. <laughs> but I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Where's Roger Stallback? <laughs> Is he coming on next? Where's Drew Pearson? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. All so, right. my number two, is Fraggle Rock, and I, I mean. I'm a lifelong Muppet fan. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't remember a time where I was not watching Sesame Street, which easily could have been a choice for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Fraggle Rock because this was, in my childhood, this was the first new Muppet mm-hmm. TV show that came on the scene. And I distinctly remember when it debuted on HBO, we Mm -hmm. had HBO pretty early on. And Oh my gosh. When I remember being in my house, my childhood home, sitting on the floor, looking up at the TV and Fraggle Rock coming on and just, I mean, new Muppets, like a whole, Oh, just absolutely blew my mind. So I, I love the Muppets. I love Jim Henson. This was a great show, and what an amazing theme song. Yep. I didn't have HBO at the time, but a friend did, so I would go to his yeah. house, and we would watch Fraggle yeah. Rock. It was So cool. good. Uh, we got a post here. It said, watched a bit of the new Fraggle Rock on Apple TV. It's fun. Very cool. Excellent. JPP. I do not have Apple TV, so I cannot join in that fun. <laughs> Too many pay services at this point. Oh, yeah. And they're all cracking down on sharing. So, uh, yeah, you only get a certain number or whatever, but yeah. Oh, well. All right. Are we to the number one? We are. Woo-wee. Number one. Here we go. Here he comes. Nice. Speed Racer. And I loved, 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 loved this when I was a kid. It was so good. And I actually loved the movie um, not too long ago that came out of speed racer because it had the most amazing transitions. It was really it's cool. The, the Wachowskis, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's a, I mean, it, you know, it's not going to win an Oscar or anything, but I loved the movie. I thought it was great. I, it? Yeah. I enjoyed it. I really liked, uh, Oh gosh. What's his name? Uh, Fox is racer X. Is that right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, he was I, on, uh, God, I, can't lost. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's from lost Matthew Fox. Yes. Yes. Matthew Fox. Yes. Um, yeah, and Emil was um, Speed Racer, and uh, mm-hmm. John Goodman was in it. And yeah, um, but that's a great theme song. I think everybody knows it when they hear it. And I used to love the TV show because it would just, you know it'd be like the same scene over and over as they go oh, around yeah. the track. Classic yeah. stuff. 
Um, yeah, I never, this is a show I never got into. I do. The theme song is great. I absolutely remember that. Uh, go speed racer go, but, um, yeah, I never, this one never grabbed me and I don't know mm -hmm. why, but uh, some of these, the Japanese shows, I, I didn't love this. I didn't love like the Robotech, uh, you know, some of them got me, some of them didn't. Uh, mm -hmm. Voltron was amazing. I love mm -hmm. that. And obviously, I mean, the Battle of the Planets. But yeah, the Japanese stuff was hit or miss with me. And I did not love Speed Racer. Yeah. Look at that pose. Yeah. Pose is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I love that one. That was, yeah. that was good. So, all right. What you got, number one? Wonder Years. This was uh i i say every time i talk about this show i mean this is one of my all-time favorite shows ever top to bottom it's so good uh, a few years ago i watched the entire thing just all at once binge through i don't even know how many seasons there are but um i want to say like six or seven maybe but it is so good and it's just uh, what what I love about it is I am the exact same age as Fred Savage. Mm. So, you know, obviously this is set. I think it starts in like 68 or 69. So, you know, way before my time, but he's my age. He was like a 12 year old kid. I think he was 12 when it started. So, uh, you know, it's just a 12 year old kid dealing with everything, his place in a family and friends and, you know, his uh, crush and all of that. And I just completely identified with so much about it and going back and watching it as an adult, you get that hit of nostalgia, but you also identify with different characters more mm -hmm. in a different way and it totally held up for me i mean it's like every single episode had me like bawling my stupid eyes out and it's just i mean yeah you're Wonder in love years. with winnie just say it oh oh my gosh <laughs> danica mckellar are you kidding me wow um and she's a math genius come on um so but yeah this this is you know one of if not my all-time favorite show and the theme song so the theme song is an actual song mm -hmm. which is kind of cheating no it's not we make the rules it's written by you know two of the best songwriters ever paul mccartney and john lennon mm -hmm. Uh, but it's a cover of the Beatles song. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that is one thing that I did not like about doing the rewatch a few years ago. Uh, somewhere along the lines, they lost the rights to that original version. So they had to do use a different version. So it's a, it's, it's a little different, but yeah, hmm. it's pretty weird. I, I, <clears throat> Paul said there was a great punishment on Impractical Jokers where Murray had to interview her in a Speedo all oiled up and he was mortified. Yeah, I <laughs> saw that one. He loved her. Oh, And yeah. they put him in this position. It was so good. And he was so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great one. Thanks, yeah. Paul. 
the the theme song uh, was sung by Joe Cocker. It's a very famous cover yeah. of you know get by with a little help from my friends, but uh, but yeah. So in the digital versions now, and they've changed it a little bit, but yeah, it's weird. But yeah, awesome. Every time I hear that song, I think of this show because I love this show so much. Yeah, yeah it was a good show. It was. Okay, so my honorable mentions just off the top of my head that I came up with, um, Happy Days. Oh, yeah. Everybody remembers that. Yep. Uh, Batman 66. Everybody remembers that one. Mm -hmm. uh, the Jeffersons, moving on up. Oh, yeah. And Man. Good Times. Heck yeah. James in Florida. Yep. Uh, those are some that just came to my mind that I liked and could have made this list but didn't. What do you have? Uh, I have a long list. All right, settle down, buddy. We didn't. We're supposed to list every show we like. I'll just blast through them. Some of them have already been mentioned, but okay. um, Night Rider, mm -hmm. awesome Mash. Oh, Mash! Yeah, yeah definitely Mash. Sanford and Son. Paul says Sanford and Son. Mm -hmm. That's a That's, good one. That is a great, great one. one. Um, Mash was a funny one for me because I did not. I hated that show when I was a kid. Because it, my dad watched it a lot, and that meant I couldn't watch what I wanted to watch. And I was not interested in MASH. Now, that show is so good. It, it is. is. It's amazing. Uh, and holds up. Yep. Uh, cheers. Somebody said that already. Yep. Gro Growing Pains. Love that mm -hmm. show. It's a great theme song. Uh, Golden Girls. Come on. Mm -hmm. um, Dukes of Hazard. Yep. Uh, Night Court. That's mm -hmm. one of my favorite sitcoms ever. I love Night Court. Uh, the new one's not so good. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. I kind of, I kind of want to check it out, but uh, it feels yeah. very forced. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Miami Vice. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Classic. Uh, A Team, which Sean said A -team earlier. A Team all day. Magnum PI. Come on. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that one. Yeah. Uh, base Paul says a great baseline there, and I'm assuming he means Night Court because Night Court has mm -hmm. you know a little slapping bass going slapping the bass. Um, <laughs> uh, the cartoon Mask, it's a great, great theme song. That one's not as well known as some of the others, but it's great. Uh, of course, I talked about uh, you know my love for all things Jim Henson, so I got Muppet Show and Sesame Street. Love those. Yeah, Muppet Show almost made my list. That's yeah. that was a good one. Uh, a couple more uh, facts of life, which mm -hmm. uh, I think somebody mentioned. Maybe my wife mentioned that one. Mm -hmm. um, different strokes. I love that show so much when I was a kid. Yep. And kind of at the very edge of my childhood, almost not quite, but uh, Batman the animated series. Yes. You know what? I didn't mention. Um... What happened to my list? I don't know. I had it over here, but um, X Men from the '90s. Yeah, totally remember that one. I love that song as well. Yeah, Sean actually put that on his list and crossed it out for Firefly. <laughs> gotcha. Well, he should have kept it because Firefly did not count. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a cool one. Yeah, I, and it does feel nostalgic when you start thinking about those. Uh... <laughs> All right, Paul. <laughs> I almost said Family Ties too. Yeah, but... it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next week, 
Are you ready for your challenge? Sure. Play it on me. It is your top five album openers. Okay. Best songs to start a record. Ooh, we wow. talk about that every week when we review <laughs> records. It's does this sound like a good album opener? So, Man. yes, I know you're going to have another 10 extra on top of it. Wow. But yeah. you've got to narrow it down to your best five Oof. album openers. That That is indeed a challenge. Wow. Yep. We okay. can do it. Because hmm. some albums, the best songs aren't at the beginning. And some end start with intros, which don't count. Yeah. All right. That's so, cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. I'm excited about it now. In a couple of days, when I have like 30 of them, I'm going to be mad. Then you can but, put them in a hat and draw. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Too bad we're not in the cassette oh, yeah. era. Side two openers were killer. T- oh, yeah. Well, same with vinyl. Yeah. Doesn't count. It has to be the first song on a record, yeah. period. That might be a good challenge for later, though. Could be. That's true. Might do that sometime. All right. Well, now we have a little bit more work to do, which is to look back at Jane's Addictions, Nothing Shocking, mm-hmm. and Sound Gardens uh, down on the upside. Two great records. So which one do you want to tackle first? Um, it doesn't really matter to me. I, I will preface this with saying I've never been a huge Jane's Addictions fan. Jane, or God, Jane's Addictions. All right. <laughs> I saw their album. At one. My, I saw their album at Myers. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jane's Addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, never been a huge fan of them. Uh, there's a couple of so I told you when we were talking about this. I'm like, well, I love Mountain Song. That's it, folks. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, you know, that one's not. There's a couple of songs on this album that I love, um, but yeah, I, I I literally picked three, so <laughs> and you can probably guess what two of them are. Hmm. Well, all right. So we'll um, we'll go ahead and do Jane's first. Just you've already prefaced it with <laughs> with your not so much yeah. love for the record, and um, I love this record in. Um, for me, it's one of those, you know, when you say what's a record that is front to back, completely listenable, like you never skip a song. And for me, this is one of those records. And so, uh, my senior year in high school, a friend of mine came back from college. He was one year ahead of me and he brought this back and he's like, check this out. And so we just dug in. We love that record. For me, this is one of those. This period of time, you know, grunge was about to break that next year, 89, 90. This is one of those that didn't get buried by the whole grunge movement that came after. This is more psychedelic. It's very different, I feel like, than grunge. And it made it through the movement. A lot of things that came out prior to that, like Jesus Jones and those, like, these are the next big, you know, they got totally buried with grunge and lost. And Jane's completely made it through that whole thing. And for me, this album is like a lot of things because it's got really heavy stuff. Like you said, mountain song is killer. Ocean size is big and heavy, but then it has um, some really cool mellow, like chilling out in the summer, summertime rolls, you know, had a dad, which is pretty heavy, but it's mellow in its um, instruments. And then like idiots rule big horn section. 
which they do all of this. And then it has one of the greatest all, all-time songs, Jane Says, about a real person with an addiction, but this kind of hopeful outlook, you know, that she's going to she's gonna kick tomorrow. We're going to kick that mm-hmm. habit tomorrow. And um, for me, this record is so different from everything that came out. And I just fell in love with it. And I know uh, Perry's voice can can grate on some people's nerves, but it hits right with me. I like it. You know, it's one of those where he doesn't sing very well, but he sounds great, you know, in my mind. And um, uh, for me, this is one of the best albums ever. You know, one of those kind of things where if you're picking like lots of great albums, this is one of them. It wasn't well received when it came out. It was only until later after um, like their next one came out that people were like, oh my gosh, you know, nothing shocking is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought there were a ton of good ones on there. And I'm going to put a, a banner up right now with, and I thought this was pretty amazing. They did on Howard Stern, a version of Jane Says with Smashing Pumpkins. They kind of mixed the two bands and huh. played this. It was incredible. It is so good. And if you guys have a chance, you should check that out. But um, that's my feelings on on Nothing Shocking. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't I, I don't run deep with Jane's addiction. So I I don't I mean I I've maybe listened to this album a couple of times in my lifetime. Um but I mean you hit on all of the songs that are highlights for me. Mountain song is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. I mean that the opening of that song and then Perry coming down the mountain and you're just like, oh mm-hmm. it's, it's gorgeous. Um Jane says absolute classic, you know, just that simple riff over and over and over again. It's so good. It's got those and, metal drums, you know, like yeah, oh, it's yeah. so good in the background. It's great. It's a really, really mm-hmm. great song. Um Ocean Size, you know, it's a little heavier, so that I, I enjoy that one. But yeah, I just Jane's addiction, man. It's just not it's just one of those bands that pass me by. I mean, it mm-hmm. happens all the time. So I've just never really dived deep into their catalog. I've never like looked at anybody and said, why don't you like them? I think this is the band that you go either way. Yeah. Um, especially with, with him. Um, but a couple of things, you know, I've seen him multiple times in concert. It's been amazing and it's been terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. The sound on one time was just off. It was so bad. They didn't sound good. And then another time it was perfect and they were really, really good. And Dave Navarro is a great guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, Perkins is really good on drums. Uh, Perry's voice, I think, is is good most of the time. So, and I, he created Lollapalooza, which is pretty fun yes. too. I would like to have seen them back when they were young, mm-hmm. maybe a little hungry. I saw them on the Ninja tour with Nine Inch Nails and Jane's mm-hmm. Addiction. I saw that one too. And it was an awesome show. Like uh, I think it was Morello's band, Street Sweeper Social Club. Mm-hmm. They opened, opened. Yep. opened, and then Nine Inch Nails played, and they were amazing as always. And the James Addiction came on, and I was I just felt bored. His was, voice was, was aw- they were messing with the audio the whole time, and it never yep. sunk in. 
Yeah. I don't even know if I was paying attention enough to realize <laughs> that, but it just, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it, man. <laughs> but it was a and, fun night. But And his voice is a play on peripheral. Yeah. That's I mean, his, his name. He's very much peripheral. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anyway, um, so I'm going to give that, if I were going to score that one looking back, for me, that's a five out of five. That's a great record. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I would not be anywhere near that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, though, at 88, when I was senior in high school, it blew my mind. I couldn't, I mean, nothing sounded like that. I was listening to Zeppelin and The Doors, and, you know, like, oh, yeah. I was called classic rock at that point, and Stevie Ray Vaughan mixed in there, and then this comes out. That is so different. I mean, 1988, yeah, what, yeah, I mean, that had to be mind-blowing to a lot of people. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, Jeremy gives it a 4.5. Excellent. Let's move on quickly. <laughs> Let me guess. You would have given that about a two and a half or three. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. It, so. I'm, it's it's not terrible. It's totally listenable. It's just not, you know, it's not something I go back to. It's not your bag, baby. Nope. Okay. I know Soundgarden's your bag. This should be everybody's bag. Kind of. It's got Chris Cornell. Kind of. So, um, yep. So we're looking at Soundgarden now. What are your thoughts? Um, so Soundgarden is kind of, I go through peaks and valleys with them. Mm -hmm. I go through periods where I like them a lot. I go through periods where I don't listen to them at all. Uh, Down on the Upside is probably my least favorite album from them um it, it's just it is absolutely not one that i come back to on the regular um it has i i feel like a lot of it is just uh, boring is not the right word I, I it's almost like kind of a formulaic i like i hear a lot of this and i'm like I mean, it sounds like Soundgarden. You can hear Chris. You can hear the Kim Thale guitar stuff. It's Soundgarden, and it, it, but it's not great Soundgarden for me. <laughs> yeah, this is not my favorite Soundgarden either. <clears throat> um, I, I think everybody, the three big ones off of this, Pretty News, Blow Up the mm -hmm. Outside World, Burden in My Hand. I think everybody knows those. Everybody likes those. Those are always yeah. going to be in your top list of, of Soundgarden songs, probably. Mm -hmm. The one that really gets me on this one is um, Zero Chance. Okay. Uh, and because it's like, kind of like this desperate dying alone song. Mm -hmm. And then looking back after the fact or what happened to Chris Cornell, it kind of hits a little different. Yeah. I think than it did then, but it, it's a slower one. It's more, there's some acoustic yep. elements. It's, yep. it's a great song and it was great then. But now it feels a little better, I think. A little, okay. it's a little different with Chris's ending. Yeah. Um, pretty news, of course. I mean, that's an absolute classic. It's a really great album opener. I think mm -hmm. it, it works well in that sense here. Um, there's two that I gravitate to because they kind of have more of a punk feel, really, is Ty Cobb and No Attention. Yes. Um, and Ty Cobb, I think, is kind of funny because I don't. I, it's really like 
I don't think the song has anything to do with him specifically, but the lyrics are very much of his attitude because mm-hmm. <laughs> Ty Cobb was kind of an asshole. So, and he didn't care what you thought of him at all. And the lyrics are, you know, over and over again, they say F you all, mm-hmm. and, you know, so it, that's just kind of funny, but, and it has a real kind of punk feel and no attention kind of has that punk feel too. But then about halfway through the song, it kind of slows to halftime. And it, ha- it gives it a completely different feel, mm-hmm. but it still works so well. Um, I like those two songs. And um, later on the album, uh, Overfloater, I think is a great song. It's kind of slow and spacey. And it's one that you just kind of want to like close your eyes and like drift off. Yep. And then let it surround you and take you away and. Yeah, there's some good stuff on here. It's just not overall this album. I just don't go back to it very much. I think it feels a little bloated for 16 songs. Oh, yeah. There's, there's enough lot. great content for 16. Yeah. Um, I did love Dusty. That one's mm-hmm. got some uh, some cool bass and kind of a, a cool groove to it. And Rhinosaur. It's got some great Kim Thiel work on it. I love it. Yep. Oh, <laughs> That's why I was chuckling. Paul says the overfloater is relatable <laughs> at our age. Like, mm. um, but I, you know, as I was going through this and I was checking lyrics and I just, when you listen to it, you don't think about the lyrics as, well, at least for me with Soundgarden, they are very repetitive. And now I kind of want to go back and look at the other albums and see if they're all as repetitive as these songs. Yeah. And, I think with Cornell's lyrics with Soundgarden always, were a little odd to me. I mean, the dude can sing anything mm-hmm. and make it sound good, but his lyrics were always, I don't know. He it seemed to like crank out good lines or couplets, but mm-hmm. it was very disconnected and almost stream of consciousness. I think a lot, a lot of his stuff. Uh, I feel like some of that carried into audio slave too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, you know, it's just how he works and how his mind worked. And I don't know. I mean, it sounds awesome because it's Chris Cornell, but a lot of his stuff, it doesn't, you know, it's not cohesive, I guess. Yeah. Uh, his voice is just absolutely yeah. amazing. And Kim Thiel on guitar is, um, and, and Paul said he appreciates his work there. And yeah, he he's not like overly... You know, he's not doing crazy runs and, and yeah. doing all these solos and everything. It's just a good, solid guitarmanship, you know? It's definitely a style. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely had a, ha, or has. He still does, style. yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, I think when um, Audio Slave came out, people were so mad because they wanted angry and hardcore because of who was in the band and who, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, that was some amazing music. That record is think, absolutely perfect. I don't know what people are complaining about. I listened to Audio Slave way more than I listened to Soundgarden. And because I was a huge fan of Rage. And I mean, it's all three musicians from Rage with Chris Cornell singing. And I think that band, Audio Slave, is an amazing mix of those two bands. Mm hmm. And yeah. you can hear it all in there. 
and it, it's yeah audio slave is amazing yeah it fell on black mm -hmm. and to say that you know we're, we're oh, audio slave was amazing and Soundgarden wasn't that's oh, no. not even remotely no, the no. case because i really like that mm -hmm. and hands all over is probably my favorite song from them ever and that was off of their second record which we talked about last or i actually talked about last time but um i love soundgarden i just like monday i don't go back and listen all the time i listen yeah. to songs yes. from them i don't listen to entire albums yeah but if i put audio slave on i could just roll it through mm -hmm. so that's the difference for me yep i'd agree with that all right well i would say if i'm gonna score this one i would give it about a three and a three about a three out of five it's not my favorite Soundgarden record. I'd probably be around that same range. Yeah. All right. Well, as we did with the challenge, we have new music next week, and we can announce it now. Yeah. Mr. Absolutely. Mundy, tell us what we're doing next week. Uh, KMFDM, who I've been listening to for this, this year, will be 30 years. Um. They're still going. I no signs of slowing down. Uh, the industrial giants came FDM um, out of Chicago by way of Germany, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but uh, they have a new. Yeah. Awesome. Paul said you might have to jump in for that one. That's great. Um, they have a new album out. I believe it's called Let Go. And uh I've heard a couple of songs off of it. Uh, one's a little different. Not sure about it yet. But uh, but that's why we're doing it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I always love to hear what Sasha's got going on. So can't wait. All right. So um, that is kind of exciting because uh, next week, though, we have to make everybody understand is the Super Bowl. So we are not going to be on Sunday evening Sunday. because that's yeah. silly. I'll be watching the game and nobody's going to be paying attention. So we're probably going to move that to Monday. We'll um, send that out as soon as we have that locked down, hopefully Monday at seven o'clock. And that'll be KMFDM, their new record. And the challenge will be the best album openers of all time. So that, that should be down. fun. So I'm hoping everybody will jump in on that one because... <laughs> I think regardless of what kind of music you like, everybody likes, you know, digging out that, that album when you first buy it and, right. and listen to that first song. So yep. no Monday night football. That is correct, Paul. And we are done with football for a while, which is kind of sad actually, but it's the way life works. I haven't so, watched a football game since the, since COVID. So. <laughs> okay, Monday. All right. I don't so. Know. Anything else tonight, Mr. Mundy? No, nothing else. I think uh, I, this was fun. We had a lot of fun tonight, and I'm looking forward to next week's show. Absolutely. Um, oh, we got one more comment here before we head out. <laughs> oh, on to curling. And that is incorrect, Mr. Miller, because the hockey season is in full swing. So we're still watching that. And soccer, uh, college soccer starts in three weeks. So I'll be heading to that shortly. So, Mr. Mundy, where can we find you if we decide that we want to find you? Uh, just go to Instagram and type in my handle from this show. It is Metalhead Mundy, M-U-N-D-Y. Why? 
because we like him. Boom, boom. And you can find me at Foggy's Pal on Twitter or over on Instagram. I've kind of checked out threads, but I uh, don't know what all's going on over there. So I don't know about threads just Yeah, yet. I was thinking about checking that out, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I there's so much more activity on Twitter, even though it's successful half the time that I just kind of stay there most of the time. But and you can find Wanderings of Wool Gathering on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Castbox, and SoundCloud. You can find album, movie, TV, and comics reviews at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. You can find us next week, Monday night, 7 o'clock, so we think, for album openers and KMFDM. And until then, what number is that? Is that 168? 168. Impressive. Till then. We'll see you, everybody. Bye now.